What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about how I just found out that I got COVID-19. Um, I have talking with a list because of the retainers that I have in trying to straighten my teeth here in January 2021. And also goal setting um, with Becca Shea today. And we're talking about goal setting. We're talking about our uh, 2020 goals and what 2021 looks like. So how did we do last year? Um, how did she do? How did I do? And then what do we have planned for 2021? So I had a great time. A lot of uh, kind of gold nuggets dropped in here of uh, when you're setting your goals, what kind of things to think about and uh, just some, some great tips for entrepreneurs. So um, Stay tuned and we're going to have some fun. My name is Bill Allen and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping. And this podcast is our playbook. All right. What's up, everybody? Happy 2021. Happy New Year. And uh, we're just coming off of uh, 2020, a crazy year, interesting year. And Becca and I did a, a podcast recently. We did the intro for the members podcast. And I thought we would jump on again. Last year, we did a goal setting podcast where we talked about our uh, how we did in 2019. And then we talked about our goals for 2020. And I want to do the same thing again and uh, create a sheet that you guys can use and things like that. So we took the sheet, we filled it out. And um, I don't know, I'm starting my year. It's a little crazy. Um, I wasn't feeling too good this morning. I had a fever and um, Lucy hadn't been feeling great over the weekend and stuff. So we went in and got a coronavirus test. And sure enough, we were both positive for a coronavirus. So um, I'm starting my 2021 in quarantine. And um <laughs> It's January 4th right now when we're recording this and I'm going to, uh, I'm not feeling great, but I'm going to push through, um, and muscle through this podcast and get it done. So, um, that's so what now my question my is, did you record, did you write down your sheet before or after you started feeling good? What was your mindset when you were filling this out? Yeah, I did this uh, a few days ago. So, uh, the end of it, I, it was like, um, January 30th. So I did this before the end of the year. Um, I don't know, whenever I posted like a picture of me getting in the ice bath and I did this the next morning. So I was getting myself in the right mindset. Um, you may also hear an interesting, uh, like lisp that I have. Uh, I got a, um, one of my things in 2021 was, um, I wanted, I fixed my teeth a little bit. So I, um, I wore braces when I was a kid and I didn't wear my retainer. Like I was told to wear my retainer. So my bottom teeth got all, um, messed up again. So I got smile direct club. I tried to put it in after flip packing live, right after flip packing live. And it was such so painful for two days that I said, screw this. I don't need this right now. It was a stressful time in my life. You guys heard about it in the last podcast that I did about my personal year in review. And I just couldn't handle the stress. So I said, January 1st, I'm putting it back in. So I'm on day four right now. And, um, a little less painful than it was in the beginning. The first two days were the same, really hard, but um, it's feeling a lot better now. So um, I'm probably going to follow through, make some videos on that stuff too, because I couldn't find any. I was in such pain in the beginning that I couldn't find anybody who told their story. So I might document the story. So if anybody wants to hear about Smile Direct Club, <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'll do a couple of videos on it. So, um, so what we talk about mindset all the time, right? On this podcast. And I said, all right, Bill, so we're doing a goal setting plan and you're in pain. You have COVID. This is going to be so good. <laughs> yeah. And that's pretty much where we're at right now. I, uh, I took 800 milligrams of Motrin uh, about an hour ago, so I don't feel too bad. Not definitely not as bad as I did this morning. Uh, my fever's, my fever's down in the 99s right now. Um, and my teeth don't hurt as bad as they did a couple of days ago. So we're good. Um, and Becca, you were talking about our event. We have an altitude event coming up in just a couple of weeks here in Nashville. And uh, fortunately, I'm at a perfect time that I will be over this out of quarantine as long as my symptoms are, are gone by then. Um, so um, you, you talked about the, the name of the event and some of that stuff as uh, a, a reason for us to do this podcast. Why don't you talk a little bit about that before we get started? Yeah, so we were going into it and Vanessa plans our events. She does an amazing job. And we like to have a theme where we're really focused on being intentional during the events about this. And the one that came up this time was power of the past, force of the future. And it's perfect timing because we have this year between or this week between Christmas and New Year's. I find every year, and I think the same for you, that you spend a lot of time reflecting on what went well, what didn't go well. And we're going to talk through that, right? And it's, it's this optimal time to really take stock of where you're at and say, all right, here's all the stuff I've accomplished. Here's all that I've learned. 
how do I take this and then turn it into something even more amazing next year or turn it into something amazing next year? Um, so that's that's what we're going to be focused on with our Altitude members January 22nd, 23rd. We're going to get together in a room. We're all going to share kind of everything that's going on in our worlds. And then what happens is you come out of it feeling like, okay, I know what I need to do next. Yeah. And let, let me ask you a question. This is going to come, this podcast is going to come out around January 7th. We're at January 4th right now. I am getting slowed down in the beginning of my year, um, probably over this next week. I'm, I feel like I got hit by a truck a little bit, but um, is it too late to start planning for 2021? Like, should they have already done that last week? Like, why are we putting this out now? think that people often think that they miss the boat, but I always feel like any day is good enough to be day one. We actually, we made these mugs that for one of our events last year that said day one day or day one, you decide this idea of like, you can keep putting off like one day, I will get prepared for the year ahead. Like one day in December, I will actually be prepared for the following year, but maybe you didn't do it. Hey, you don't have to give up till next year. Make today day one. Yeah. I like that. The other thing that, I, that I'll say is I, I noticed in 2020, I was very reluctant to adjust my plans and my goals and what I wanted to do. And I think that hurt me a lot. I, mean, I, I overextended myself. I worked extra hard to try to hit the numbers just because that's kind of what I do. I just say, no, I can do it. We can do it, right? Um, so one recommendation I'll have is constantly revisit these. I wish, like when I, and I talked about it on the, the year in review that I had for seven figure flipping in my personal life. I wish that I went back to the sheet uh, throughout the year. I never looked at it again. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Like I had these ideas and what I found in my personal life is that I knew exactly what I needed to do. I just wasn't doing it. And so, um, this year, this is going to be in my planner folder. So now I have this, um, this iPad structure and every week I, I use Nina's planner, the boldly and co planner, and this is in there. So I can just pop it open and look at it anytime I want. Uh, last year I structured it a little bit differently where I used the computer to do it. I emailed it to Kyle. He put it up on the site that you guys could download. And then that was, it, it was gone. It just you. wasn't, it wasn't in my, in my point of view, in my site, uh, where I look every single week where this will be. So, uh, I'm excited about this and I'm actually going to use it because a lot of lessons learned from last year. So, and why don't we jump the in side of that? I actually did have mine in a place where I saw it regularly and I hit almost all these goals. So there's a lot to be said for that of, because every time I would start to drift and get off track, I'd be like, hey, dude, where are you going? <laughs> Come back. Well, why don't we start with you then since you hit all yours? Because I actually, so at the end of this podcast, we're going to tell you guys how you can download this. Um, and we'll put in the show notes and we'll put a link in there. So in mine, I have goals and actual, and you guys heard a lot of my stuff already on the previous podcast. So I'll be sharing it very quick, but I put red and green. So I use different colors in my iPad. So you could see what's red and what I didn't hit and what was green that I did. So you can kind of see uh, some of that stuff, but Becca, why don't you start with some of your goals for your 2020 review goals and then actual. Yeah. I think it's important to give a little backstory. If you guys don't know me, I started rehabbing about seven years ago. Um, and then about four years ago, started wholesaling. I did rehabbing and wholesaling. Uh, Bill, Bill brought me into the seven figure flipping mastermind in 2016. Um, and it was awesome. And then I went through a, kind of a, a big shift in 2019. And so I hear a lot of people talking about how 2020 kicked their butts. 2019 really for me was that time of change and growth and some painful lessons learned. Um, and so when I set this last year, I was very intentional. I wasn't in a space of huge growth. I was more in a space of, hey, take everything that's happened this year and use it for something good. Because I don't believe that everything happens for a reason, but I do believe that something good can come from everything that happens. And that was where I was at. Um, so I set these goals. My goals were in the career space, which by the way, I came to work at Seven Figure Flipping to run the membership um, department. So they weren't necessarily, my business goals weren't all just my own. But I said I wanted to align to the culture index, which is no one would get that. But I have kind of a big vision, big people personality. I do things very fast and I love processes. And I found that some of the paths I had gone down the previous year were didn't align with that. And I thought, you know, if I could just work in the way that I'm built, life would be better. Uh, and I did it. Right, Bill? Do you agree? Yeah, I do agree. And, and I, you know, it's funny because I see we're, we're constantly trying to like move out of that from time to time. I can always, I, occasionally I can see you try to like, Oh, I can also try do that. It's like, 
It's like, hey, like, um, don't do that. Like, that's not your your skill set. It's interesting. I just had a call with Mike Simmons yesterday, and him and I were talking about um, his role in the company. And he was like, man, I he's like, I feel like I'm working like ten times as hard to get the stuff done that that I need to do here because it's not my my genius zone. It's not the stuff that I'm really good at or enjoy doing. And it just it feels like work. He's like, man, it sucks. He's like, I hate to work. And I feel like I'm just working. I'm not having fun. And so we yeah. talk through a lot of that. And it makes he's right. Like I, I've been there too. I, yeah. I I when I'm when I have to like sit squarely in the integrator seat and do all the admin and the and the details and the meetings and and the just talking to people all the time. Like it's it's not Follow what I love to do. Details, you know? yeah. Yeah. And so um it's it's really important to do that. And um, and in the beginning, if you're listening to this and you're brand new, you don't have four or five other people that can help you in the company. So you're going to have to do some of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but eventually you are going to start moving out of that. And then that's going to be the first thing that you want to get rid of. Um, the stuff that you aren't that good at, don't like to do. It doesn't like light you up and get you excited because a lot of times what happens is that's the stuff that needs to get done in the company and you're avoiding it because you don't like it. And that's the problem. Yeah. And I think that's great because I want to talk a little bit later about like this word of the year concept. Both you and I do it. My word this year is effortless. And that's it. It happens when you're when your skill set is aligned with what you're good at, with what you with your knowledge base. Things don't feel like work. They're fun. Um, Does that mean you're going to do nothing? Effortless is your word. You're just. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Like I could do nothing. That's like I know I hear people talking about wanting to retire to a beach. I'm like, heck no, I'm never retiring. Um, so that was my first one. My second one was create a highly effective remote team that communicates on one platform, 90% hit deadlines, um, which was great going into COVID, right? And I think we do have a highly effective team. Um, by operating on one platform, I was specifically talking about getting us to communicate only in Asana, not email, not text message, not Voxer. Um, we we didn't hit that, but we can try that again this year. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, for number three, hit the 2020 goals that we set at our EOS planning session last January. We did not hit them, but I wrote here goals might not have been the actual right goals. And I'm excited in a couple of weeks here to dial that in because it was a successful year for us. So Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'll read mine really quick because I think, um, and I talked about them on the previous two, a couple of podcasts back uh, where I talked about my goals personally and professionally. But the three that um, that I have for 2020 were a thousand investors at Flip Hacking Live. Um, I, we sold about 825 tickets, but I, I, so that's in red on mine, but in the green, um, I think over a thousand attended virtually. So we had a lot of couples that were on, like bought one ticket, but they came together. We had a, a couple of places that had five or six people. We had our members had like 11 people at one of the uh, places that they were at. So I do think that we had about a thousand or more. So I think we actually hit that. Um, it's just a little bit different way that we went about hitting it with a, a virtual event like we did. 80% or higher renewal, name, re renewal rate for seven figure altitude. Um, I think we're, I, I, you would know better than me, but I think we're somewhere around 76% and climbing. Yeah. The last, the so, last two quarters, we were at like 75, 76%. So, yeah. So we're climbing. And so that was in red. We, we missed it, but we are moving in that direction, which I yeah, think is really powerful. Huge progress. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and for those of you that are listening, like that, to me, that's the most powerful thing that we can do as a company. And that, that's people voting with their dollars and saying, we want to be a part of this community and we want to stay. And I, I talked about in the previous podcast, there's going to be people who who just shut their business down. It's not for them. They go do something else. They move to a different uh, industry, a different market, something different. And that, I mean, that it takes that into account. So it's not necessarily just people who are like, this isn't for me. It's, it takes everybody into account. So I think 80% I think or above would be fantastic. Um, family and fun back up to 80%. Be present when I'm home. In red, I put, it took all year and 11 months of me not doing this, but in December, I finally got it. So December, I finally got it is in green. So this is like half red, half green, pretty much all of my uh, goals. So for me, um, I wish that I, that I looked at this stuff, but really be, be present. I, I finally figured out how to do it. And it's, um, it's become really important to me. Even this week, I've noticed myself on my phone a little bit more, um, detaching some and just being very, um, uh, very acutely aware of what I'm doing and why. And as I see myself slipping back, I'm, I'm, I'm making changes to say, Hey, you're doing it. Stop. Like you, you need, and what are, what are the things that I can do to stop doing that? So like, wh why am I on my phone? Why, what, are, what are, what's happening mm. and how can I pull myself back in? And what are some other ways that I can do that? So 
Um, those are my goals and, and actuals. Um, I'll go through my lessons learned, then we can jump into yours. Yeah. So my lessons learned, um, I need to take care of me first uh, or I'm not good to anyone. So that's one of the things that I wrote. Uh, working harder isn't always the answer is another one. And because I worked really, really hard this year mm -hmm. and it wasn't the answer to anything. Uh, and don't just say yes all the time. Protect your time and energy. So now I look at, I talk a lot about this energy, like how much energy am I going to have to expend on this thing? And then what's going to come back to me? And so just being really careful, uh, protecting my time and energy. And I mean, I just said yes to like a couple people that asked for some time. Uh, somebody said, can I pay you for your time um, uh, to get on a call? And she'd been messaging me for a while, for years, a part of our community. And I said, yes, um, I probably shouldn't have. Uh, however, I'm probably going to ask her for a donation to charity. I, I, I don't know. I just feel uncomfortable um, charging somebody for my time. It's, it's, I, I still have problems saying no, let's this put it that way. Like, I mean, I feel like both you and I, this is our number one struggle. And the problem is um, sometimes doing the stuff that, you know, needs to be done, but like there's other fun, exciting things to do. I mean, <laughs> my husband's like, do less this year. I'm like, it's hard because there's, there's so much opportunity. We see it everywhere. Yep. Yeah. And, and that is, that is a curse, right? You, once you start, um, you, you use the word, yeah, I see opportunity everywhere. And you, we really do. And I think as an entrepreneur, as you get going and you start becoming successful at business, you start understanding that you can, <clears throat> you, everywhere that you look, there's an opportunity and there's something that you could you put your spin on and potentially make money on, but you'd have to spend a lot of time on it. So we've talked a lot about you and I about trade-offs of uh, time and money and, and energy and stuff like that. So I think the, the further you go, the further down you go, the more important it is to say no to stuff and opportunities are going to be everywhere but you're going to, you really think about the energy that you're going to have to spend on that and the return that you're going to get, uh, not just monetarily, but also, uh, filling up your bucket. Um, my proudest moments, I'll go into those and then I'll yeah. take it back to you for lessons learned proudest moments. Uh, I wrote that I employed 40 people through the pandemic. So that, that was really, I'm really proud of that, that, um, we didn't just cut tail and, and, and run and let people go. And we were hiring through it in seven figure flipping, which is amazing. Um, we gave away a house to a gold star family. And we also gave away a house to a um, homeless veteran. We were able to, to build a house for a homeless veteran for Veterans Live. We raised $35,000 to do that. Um, pivoting to a virtual flip hacking live and delivering an amazing event. Uh, that was probably one of the most stressful times of my life, three months before that event, where I had to make a decision in about five minutes on the phone with our event planner when she told me that we were the only, only, uh, only company in 2020 that still has a live event on the schedule of hers. Well, I said, all right, fine, let's let's change. And it was, it was like 10 minutes before I was getting ready to start our um, seven figure flipping accelerator that we were doing a virtual event where we were going to launch this event. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. And I, I had to change the entire offer at that uh, in that 10 minutes to a virtual event. And then um, I wrote my proudest moment, ending the year more in love with my spouse than we started. And uh, that was probably my proudest moment is closing out uh, 2020 um, with the Christmas and New Year's that we had together. Um, it was, it's really amazing. The, uh, that's probably the number one thing. Last year, it was a lot of my kids, like Will riding his bike and, mm -hmm. and James talking and stuff like that. And um, uh, this year, I think that's been the thing for me is, is really getting back on the same page with my spouse. And um, like for Christmas, she gave me a calendar and I, uh, we sat down for a couple hours where we planned out 2021, which is something she lives in today and I live in tomorrow, in the tomorrow. And, uh, it, that was like the best gift that anybody could have given me. And she was even like, I think we should go to Disney for Will's birthday or Disney for Christmas next year. Why not? And I was like, Oh my gosh, who are you? This is so amazing. <laughs> and even just today we're sitting in there getting our COVID results together. Right? Like you both have COVID. And I was like, where should we go for a week for quarantine? Is there anybody that would let us like, like, stay at their house or a vacation home that wouldn't care yeah. that we have COVID. We'll clean it all at the end. Like, um, and just, just jump in the plane and go somewhere. And she was like, screw it. Let's do it. I was like, who, what's going on? So it's really cool. We're each taking a step towards each other. So that was a big one for me. Proudest moment. I love it. I mean, and you worked so hard to get that, you know, you earned that proudest moment. So, um, so for me, it's interesting. I, I, I realize now a year out from it, I feel like um, where I am is where I think some people will be at the end of next year. So all of this is necessary before goal setting. You need to take stock, this whole power of the past, force of the future. You need to take stock of the things you've done in your life that you have accomplished 
And when you didn't accomplish them, understand why you didn't so that you can make the changes, right? So I think where I was when you offered me the role at Seven Figure Flipping was kind of where a lot of starting investors are, which is they're doing a thing. It's not fulfilling them. They want to do something else, but their identity is so closely linked to the the role that they are playing right now. And and it's terrifying to make that step. What are people going to think? What if you fail? There's a lot of fear. And so for me, my lessons learned was that a lot of this year was like a self-confidence journey. Um, I have not usually had an issue with self-confidence. So I, I felt like I was at a just crazy low point, but I found as I became more confident, everything got better. Like everything in my life started to play a little bit better. And the things that I was scared of telling my story and people calling me a fraud or a fake, or like, that's not you, you don't do that. Like that didn't happen. <laughs> so in fact, people were like more congratulating me on making the step. Into, into something new and scary. Um, you and I both discussed, I don't operate well without a feedback loop. Like <laughs> I need feedback loops. And some of my uh, struggles were around that. And then also work boundaries, something that we've talked about for any entrepreneur, we get obsessed with, with stuff and, and it brings us joy and we're passionate about it and lights us up. But that takes a very real toll on our personal life, which you did a great job of going into. So those are my lessons learned. And then my proudest moments. And I, I tell them, I, I tell our members all the time, like you have to stop and enjoy the view from the mountaintop you're on before you're just constantly chasing, chasing the next mountaintop, enjoy this view. And so for me, we built this team. We really focused on efficiencies and automations and um, consistent delivery of a product uh, and just loving on people. And so my proudest moment is every time a Google review comes in <laughs> for seven figure flipping. I get so happy because that Google review symbolizes months of work and effort. And it's just like, it's so silly. But every time one comes in, I'm like, I like send it, take a picture. I send it to the team. I'm like, this is amazing. So um, seeing our team members start to own their roles and then just the dynamics of runway and altitude. You bought this company. We didn't really know coming into 2020 how it was going to go. And I feel like the community is just so much stronger and awesome. It's awesome. Just love our people. So, and then personally, my biggest win is uh, we made some massive financial progress towards our goals of uh, coming out of COVID. We just, we had a stronger family bond and yeah, some very big moments to be excited about Google reviews. (laughs) (laughs) Nice Google reviews. I I get excited about those too, especially when like they're heartfelt reviews. They're not just like this, this group is great. It's, but we should start reading those on here. Uh, I think we should. Um, okay. Where should we go from here? So for, if you're listening to this, uh, and you're driving or whatever, you can download these, um, you can download a blank one for you to use for 2020 goal review and 2021 plans. And then you could also, you'll have the opportunity to download mine so you can see it and Becca, so you can see it. So, um, you don't have to, like, you can see kind of how we structure this, what we do, um, and, and how we mark all this stuff out. I don't necessarily, the next, the next thing that's on here is 2021 plans and, what, what we have is we have an area where you rank your life on a scale of zero to five. So family, friends, love, fun, faith, career, wealth, health, personal growth, and environment. So you basically have 10 areas of your life that you're ranking from zero to five, five being the, the best and zero being, uh, so five being nearly perfect, no change desired, and a zero meaning complete disarray, like it's a disaster. <laughs> Um, dumpster fire. <laughs> I think we uh, have been calling it this year. So basically all 2020. So, um, so I don't think we need to go through a, all of this stuff. So if you download ours, you'll be able to see our, our 10 areas. And then anything that's a three or below, we talk about some of the things that we want to do and where we want to go. So one example that I have on mine is, is friends. Um, I put friends for me as a two and a half. So I actually mark like two, two and a half, three, three and a half. And for me, I wrote tough year for friends and get togethers. Um, I just need to be intentional about working on this area. So it was a tough year for me to get together with friends. It just, uh, for everybody. I mean, we can just, Hey, come on over. I'm going to travel to you. Um, so I had this, I had this flat tire in the, a lot of the, the, the friends, the fun, uh, some of these different areas of mine, family. And what this does is you have, uh, 
you have 10 different areas of your life that you can start ranking and say, basically the way that you look at it is in order to increase one of them, you're probably going to have to take some energy off of another. So what I found in the past is my career, my wealth, my personal growth, maybe my environment, some of that stuff was really high, but my health was low and my family was low and my friends were low and my fun was low. Like I, I said, forget the fun. I'm going to go work nonstop and I'm not going to take care of myself. So then I got my health back up. I tried to lose some weight and I tried to get back in shape. And that went up, but I was still pulling from my, my fun and my family and my friends and things like that. And even my faith, like faith was tough for me this year. Like we stopped going to church and I would watch church on, um, on uh, YouTube. So they stream our church service and it's just not the same for me. It wasn't the same. Like I, I got, I watched it, I got into it, but it just wasn't the same as going, dressing up, come, going there as a family, being together, those kind of things. So um so that took a, took a step down this year. So all of these different areas, you got to take, think of it like energy. You're taking some energy from one area and moving it to another. And I'm okay if my career comes down a little bit or my wealth comes down a little bit, or some of that stuff comes down in order to bring up some of the other areas. And it's just changing where, like, where are you spending your time and being very intentional about it? So um, for me, uh, some of the areas that I need to work on, there's four of them, friends, fun, faith, and environment is what I have this year that I feel like I need to get up above that three. So I have some flat tires in those areas. So those are areas that I need to tune up. And in here, I have some, some different ways that I see uh, that I plan on doing that. So uh, what, what do you think about that stuff, Becca? Well, I love it because, I mean, I feel like we've had Nina on the podcast before. We actually brought Nina in to do a um, course with our runway group of 10 weeks of like productivity and building out your business. And, and one of the things there is like, wherever you're at on your journey, if you want to change something else, some somewhere else in your life has to give. So if you're starting this year and you're like, I want to do my first um, rehab deal, where is it going to give? Is it like less, you know, we talk about less TV, right? Is, is maybe your fun going to go down a little bit so that you can increase your wealth or your personal growth? Like it, it is a constant balancing act. And I don't think, I don't think anybody even like Jeff Bezos or, you know, any of the, the billionaires in the world, I don't think any of them is like at a, all at a five. We're, we're no. always working on stuff. Uh, yeah, definitely. Me, and, but I also, I, I don't necessarily always think that it has to be these trade-offs, you know, and, and, yeah. and like, don't think that if you're at a five in, in wealth, that you have to go to a three in order to get yeah. your family from a two to a four, you know? Um, but there, there definitely is, you have to think about where are you spending your time and your energy? So like, and what, what, what are you going to, because, we have a finite amount of time in the day. We have a finite amount of, of energy that we can expend. So what are you putting it into? And just be intentional about that. Like I knew all the things that I needed to do to get these things up. I just wasn't doing them. And I even yeah. wrote it down here and I, I didn't go back and look at it and say, man, what are you doing? And I was just go, go, go. My foot was on the gas for the, for work, for the career, for wealth, all that stuff. Cause, and I said, look, once I have a couple million dollars, then I can go back and, and make everything right. <laughs> um, not if they're not there. <laughs> you know, not, they're not here. So yeah. um, really think yeah, about but that. For some people who like have the wealth too, um, you know, you're doing 15 rehabs a year, but it's all you like, it's okay to give up a little bit of that wealth. Mm -hmm. Honestly, you're probably not gonna, you know, come, come join our mastermind and build the community and learn how to hire people. Like that's okay. Don't, you don't have to hold on to it so tight. So for me, my areas were um, wealth. We're still on this financial journey with my uh, husband and I, but we made some massive progress. I'm pretty excited to see where we're going to be at in like two years. Um, faith, same thing. Uh, just I'm a people person. I didn't get the same amount of it. My kids normally go to Catholic school. They don't right now. And there's just not the, it's not the environment that I want to create for them that I've always wanted to create. And then health, like do less, say no to more. That is my, um, <laughs> those are the first two things after health, you know, uh, I think I'm pretty healthy, except I threw my back out last Wednesday. So obviously I have issues <laughs> and, and I would challenge everybody really go get this or spend some time thinking about these areas and where you want to go. It just makes it so much easier to go on that journey. Yeah. We did this on the cruise in February last year, where we talked about the, this kind of wheel, this area and, and these 10 areas kind of rank them out and had everybody kind of do it and look at it and, and write their stuff down because it's really important. I mean, you might think that everything's fine, but until you sit down and look at these 10 different areas and kind of be, be honest and truthful with yourself and, and, and look and see what you can do to, to improve that.
And when I go back to last year, like I was saying on the last uh, couple podcasts ago, when I went back and look at last year, I was like, what are you doing? Like, why didn't you look at this on a regular basis? Um, because you would have realized that you're not following the plan that you set up in the beginning of the year. Like you just, I just, I threw, I took that and I didn't even realize, but I just threw it out and I just so created a new plan. I listened to our podcast from last year and you know what you said last year on the podcast was at the beginning of the year, Blackjack set these goals and our quarterly rocks, it didn't add up to the goal line. And now it's, it's almost like now, now it was the personal journey, right? I set this goal, but then my quarterly actions didn't add up and align with this goal. It's interesting. Yeah. I think that's really important. When you set a goal for the year, you, you got to have, you know, weekly, monthly and quarterly actions that are directly like related to moving forward towards that goal. Otherwise it, you'll get way behind and you can't catch up. And I, I don't know. I just always felt like I was like, I just, like, I couldn't win. And so I would take two steps for like a step forward and then two steps back with some of this stuff and family fun, personal kind of stuff. Um, and it was, it, I just, I wasn't willing to put in the work that, that I needed to get the, the output that I wanted. And I think that's, that's really important to think about is like, I was giving it lip service and that's the, that's the hardest thing is saying that, yeah, I, I wanted that thing, but I w- wasn't willing to put in what was actually needed. Like mm-hmm. I said, it was important to me, but I wasn't showing it with my actions. And so what do you think everybody else around you sees? Like you're, yeah. what you think, like what you think is happening, other people see right through it. Like you, yeah. you, we, we're just looking through other lens, different lenses, right? You think that you're, you're showing up, you think that you're doing these things, but other people can see that it's, it's just not at yeah, the level one, that it needs to be. One of my favorite quotes um, uh, that my buddy Tim said this year, I just, it, it stuck with me so much is that our priorities are clear, right? You knew what you where you wanted to get to, but our boundaries aren't. And that, I feel like this year was kind of a classic example of that. Like we all know we want to value health and wealth and, you know, these things, but like, do we put the necessary precautions in place to keep us from going too far outside of the zone, you know? So this is a great example. We're talking about health and I, I lost a bunch of weight over the last like two years. It felt really good, but I was struggling in other areas. Right. And so over the past couple months, I've been having a great time with my family and we've been going out to eat and we've been doing all this. I've been eating like junk food and sweets and candy and desserts. And I love it. It's the, it's the holidays. The past couple of years, I've been focused on what I eat during the holidays. Like I remember Thanksgiving, I ate some pumpkin pie at my aunt's house and I was in the gym that night on Thanksgiving night. But mm-hmm. I've been like fat, dumb and happy with my family the past couple of months. And I put on like 15 pounds. So I'm taking, I took a little bit out of there and said, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to go have some fun. I'm going to go do some of this stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to sit down and, and eat a, uh, a couple bowls of popcorn with my wife while we're watching a movie, you know, and but I'm not going to be never... such a pain in the butt. I even had a couple glasses of wine. What? And so, yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> right? But like some of that, it, it doesn't fit into, into the structure of eating that I was like a very, yeah. very defined structure of how I eat to stay that healthy and that fit. And so I was well, willing was to still a priority for you. It's not like mm-hmm. you, it's not like you said health is no longer a priority. You just said, I have to put some other energy in over here to shore some stuff up. And so, yeah. and, and now that we're there, uh, starting tomorrow, I am, I hired my coach to get back on my health, my, my weight loss accountability program. So my nutrition coach is going to come back and work with me for the next 90 days. And I'll, I'll, I'll cut that 15 pounds back off and be fine. You know, and I'll still do date night with my wife, but I'll look for the salad and the, and the shrimp and the chicken instead of eating the braised short ribs that I love and all this other mm-hmm. stuff and the junk and the desserts and stuff. So, um, so I say that because I, I was willing to relax a little bit on that and I took the energy away from it. And now I'm realizing that, hey, I do need to go spend a little bit more time there. And since the other things are, are starting to work and taken care of, and we're in a good place, then I can go do that. You know, and that's a, a lot of, I think, just being intentional about what we're all doing is important. So uh, to end this, we got these big goals. So yeah, uh, what does now success let's get to the good like, part. Yeah. What does like success it. look like in 12 months in these uh, two areas? Use numbers. So we use a uh, career and personal. So I'll go through my career and then I'll let you go through your career and then we'll go through our personal. So yeah. my career, I put a uh, new ventures in seven figure flipping responsible for 25% of the revenue. 
So I, I'd like to do some new things this year inside the company. And um, I actually have something that I'm going to be talking about with you guys in a couple, probably like, I don't know, I think the next podcast actually. And uh, we'll talk about what some of that stuff is, but um, we've got kind of a new venture that we're moving into this year. Um, and I'm really excited about it. So that's one. Um, two is uh, I want to do six multifamily deals and uh, get our wholesale and flipping deals uh, back to break even. So I talked about the Blackjack uh, Real Estate Podcast, the year in review that I did, where we're going to do less wholesale deals and flips, and we're going to be moving into multifamily and land development and do some of that, like an administrative hub of the company. So probably around 50 or 60 wholesale deals. We actually have a great January lined up right now. We just dropped a ton of contracts over the last week. Really exciting stuff because we really reduced our marketing budget significantly and, and focused on like uh, just a couple of cities and the really profitable areas. So I'm excited about that. So if we do, I'd like to do six multifamily deals inside of Blackjack um, and then do get our wholesale and flipping area to break that company even. So the administrative hub basically breaks even. So if we spend a million dollars, we made a million dollars in that company. It doesn't make me any money, but those six multifamily deals and land development deals make me personally a bunch of money. So yes. that's my goal um, in there. So I put break even or profit. Like I want to, I want to be a profitable break even money. company. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, but and it'll then set 12- you up for the six, for the six multifamily. So yeah, that's and, kind of your evolution, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, that's, that's really, I want to do six personally. I want to do six multifamily deals and I want to invest in four uh, other people's deals. So a limited partner and other deals, I can't invest my IRA, my kid's IRA, my spouse's IRA into our deals, my dad's IRA. So I try to invest like that money into other people's syndications, uh, uh, IRAs and 401ks. Um, So if you have a syndication, I'm looking for some, uh, some IRA money and 401k money to go over there. Um, 1200 or more people at flip hacking live 2021 and get our renewals up above 80%. So that's uh, um, that's my career goals in the three that I have listed there. Well, good because I set a retention goal of seventy five percent. So maybe we'll meet in the middle, seventy eight. <laughs> good. I like it. I also love the intentionality. Like you said, Blackjack's still going to do fifty or sixty deals. I I think sometimes people think, oh, you just you moved on to something new. It's like, no, no, no I've mastered that skill. Now we're going to use it in a better way. You know, to to meet my my goals, but you had yeah, to I want to jump into that real that. quick before, before yeah, we move on. Please. We mastering that thing. So like 50 or 60 deals, we'll, we'll be a seven figure company there. Like we were trying to do three and a half, four, five, $10 million in gross profit and do 200 deals. And so in, in, in making this change, it's allowed our people to try to learn new things, to, to try to master something new. Like I really do feel like Val has mastered the lead intake, like talking on the phone with people, building rapport, those kind of mm-hmm. things. So now to take that skill and use it in a multifamily space, use it with somebody who has land to understand how to talk a little bit differently to that person. It's going to allow her to kind of hone those skills and, and grow in, yeah. in a little bit different way, kind of like laterally instead of vertically. And same thing for Ashley, who's going to be doing transactions and operations. So she, she knows she could do a, a, single family transaction in her sleep, but you give her, you know, 135 units of a apartment building, there's a whole different underwriting that has to happen. Lots of different things that go on in that process. She's going to learn a ton with that. So, and start to learn how to, um, how to take a, um, a land development deal and t- take it from agricultural to a residential zoning and look at, um, uh, look at surveys yeah. and stuff like that and chop that land up and help us with that. So there's a lot of growth that's going to happen with some really high, caliber players in our company. And so I'm excited for that this year and challenge them outside their box. So. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's a kind of, I feel like, again, that's what I went through in 2019 is looking at like, man, I I mastered all these skills. Now, which ones do we use better going forward? Um, But you couldn't have gotten there without doing what you've done. So Uh, any more career goals? No, I can only do three. And I I basically uh, shoved, I shoved like five in there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. So let's see, for me, um, I, I just came up with this last night, but my, um, my word this year is going to be effortless. My word last year was evolve. And I talked a little bit about that, the self-confidence journey, and then just, um, putting in systems and processes. Um, and the reason why I chose the word effortless is because I used to swim. I swam competitively all the way through college. I was a captain of the swim team. Um, and even to this day, I haven't been in a pool in like two years, but I could get into a pool with anybody and probably crush them as long as they're not a competitive training swimmer. Right. And it all comes down to form. 
like I spent so many years and so many hours working on the, the fundamentals and the foundation and the form that now when I get in the pool, it just feels good. It's like it's in my genius zone, as you said. And so I would like to try and focus on that this year is like cut the noise, get better, build the foundation and the fundamentals so that we perform at an incredibly high level and it, it, it looks effortless, but it's actually the result of, you know, some very intentional work, some strength, some, uh, Brace, you know. So, so along those lines for career, um, is seeking out opportunities to, to delegate, continuing to to operate in alignment with my culture index. But then, <laughs> creating detailed training videos, putting in at least six weeks of daily of weekly check in tasks, followed by monthly check in tasks. Focus on building the Swiss watch is what I wrote here, and I know that that's an area where I struggle. Is like I'll hand stuff off, but I'm such a quick learner, and I expect everybody else to operate like that. And so I need to, to better support them. Members, I had retention greater than 75%, engagement greater than 70. So we have four pillars to our mastermind, events, our Facebook group, our accountability groups, and this awesome online resource flight plan course. And I would like our members to be using them at least 70%. Um, then my last one is to so this feedback loop, lessons learned, six hours a month, one-on-one -on -one with you. You know, just making sure, which usually when we talk, it's like an hour and a half every time. So <laughs> should be able to get that in. Stay aligned, no drift, um, and get company standard on, standardized on our core processes and consistent implementation. So that that's that's my what effortless would look like to me. Nice. I like it. Can I the, do it? Um, Is it okay? <laughs> yeah, it's good. CEO the, approval. <laughs> well, it, you know, it's it's hard for me to fit my stuff in here because I'd like to have like three seven figure flipping ones, three blackjack ones, three, uh, like my, I have a lending company. Basically I, I do transactional funding and stuff for a lot of our members and, um, all kinds of stuff that, uh, that I try to do with my IRAs, 401ks and things like that. So, um, That's I look point. at it I as like, put on my other stuff on here because honestly, if I could just do this career and personal, well, I love it if all the other stuff goes well, but it doesn't have to. Yeah. And it's not the focus, right? Like th yeah. this is my focus. Like the, these things are, are definitely my focus. These two seven figure flipping, uh, like rocks, goals, things like that. And then this blackjack goal. So, cause I know that if we can, if we can get this like administrative hub and blackjack working really well, it might be something that other people want to duplicate down the road, you know, and really just try to figure out how to basically all we're doing is like loading different kinds of, of properties and things up front so that we dispose of them differently down yeah. out the back. So, um, for me personal, um, my personal three things are to buy the farm behind my house. There's 13 acres behind my house. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, ever since I moved there two years ago, I, I, we bought it because there were three cows in the backyard. We wanted our kids to see these cows, this farm. It, it's a subdivision that is, this area is all built up. It's crazy construction going on everywhere, but it's 13 acres right behind my house. There's a four bedroom, two bath house on it with an exterior garage and a barn, uh, some great fencing and everything. And we want to buy it. So, um, if I, I, when I moved in there, I said, I want to own that one day. It was under contract with the developer then. And, um, I have some like exciting movement towards that right now. So hopefully I can update you guys in a little bit on that. Um, and then two trips out of the country with Lucy and three, a minimum of three Disney trips. So that's our, that's our goal this year, two trips out of the, out of the U S and three Disney trips. It might be, um, pretty, um, it might be a little bit of a stretch with all the travel restrictions that are going on and everything, but we both have COVID-19 right now. So maybe we can, in the next three months, we can just get all of our travel done and not worry about it. Um, so that's, um, that's something that we want to do. And I know that she has a huge goal of seeing her parents in person this year. And so us traveling, like them traveling here from the UK is, I, I don't know when that's going to open up. It is very, very tight and regulated right now. So uh, I'm hoping and praying that that will happen. And then, the third one I put is to navigate James's next surgery with grace and support him and our family. And so James is, uh, has a cardio catheter. Uh, if you guys don't know what that's like, it's basically like mapping the capillaries and veins and arteries of, of the heart with a camera 
So they actually go in, it's, it's a minor surgery. I don't know. It's kind of a major surgery, but they go in and, um, and they map it out. So as an engineer, I love this stuff. Like there's, this guy can actually tell me the pressures and exactly what show, show me the, the valves opening and all the things that are happening and all the rest of it. When we were there in the surgeries, it was like, uh, we're going to try him on this medication. If he blows up like a giant, like peach that exploded, then we're going to turn it down a little bit and try something else. I was like, what are you guys crazy? Like, it, and everybody was a little bit and, yeah and so this i love that i love the catheters I, I mean i hate that he's already done four of them but i love like actually seeing that and that so that'll map his heart and then they'll determine the next step for his surgery and we are thinking that um it's in talking to them it's a little bit of a planned procedure this third one is it's almost like when do you guys want to do it what's convenient um and so we're, we're probably going to do the first week of May, somewhere around there. Mm. So um, with everything that we have going on, we think that's probably the best time. And um, so we can expect maybe, unless something crazy happens in March during his catheter, that um, he should be having a surgery in May of this year. So that's scary and mm. um, for sure, because it's been, it's been like three and a half years since we've had to go through this. He, his last surgery was six months old. So mm. it, it, I can't believe it's been um, that long, but he's he's just been progressing really well. And so I'm, we're a little bit scared that he's going to take a step back and um, some complications and stuff. And this is definitely a challenging surgery. So, um, so I want to navigate that with grace and uh, support him and support Lucy in that. So I know she, she carries around a big burden. She's usually the one who's at the hospital and doing all that stuff. So I want to be there. I want to be present. I want to be able to, to handle that for her and let her stay home some nights and, and stay at the hospital and stuff, which um, she's, I, I've, I've really kind of pushed, pushed that on her before. Um, just cause I don't like it. I don't like to be mm -hmm. at the hospital and she was a nurse, uh, and things like that. So, um, mm -hmm. it's kind of her world. So, uh, but I know she carries a lot of stress and anxiety from it. So I want to make sure that I can, uh, I can bear some of that burden in, in support of her. So that's it. You know what I, I always say to, to uh, our members when they start an accountability session, I'm like, what's the one thing on here that when everything else in your world goes to heck that you are, that you are going to make sure happens. And I feel like if you just did that last one, you know, be there for your family during this, like, you know, terribly difficult time. That's it. That's success for the year. So. And buy the farm. I'm by the I shouldn't farm. say buy the farm, purchase oh, the farm. I'm going to add a personal goal. Um, go horseback riding on Bill's farm. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so if you don't know, I got Lucy a horse for Christmas. We have a horse named uh, nutmeg. So we named her nutmeg. Uh, she's a Palomino quarter horse and about, if you're into horses, she's about 14, just over 14 hands. Um, really cool. Uh, it's been such an awesome week. Um, I've been watching the kids and letting Lucy go over there pretty much every day. And mm -hmm. she's just, she, she's starting, she was very cautious and concerned in the beginning, never owned a horse before. And I was like, just go, like, you're never going to, we're never going to learn unless we just jump in. Like, don't yeah. be afraid to, uh, to try that thing, you know? And so Everybody who commented on my Facebook post is right. Horses are very expensive. There's a lot of equipment. It's like every time I turn around, there's more things being bought. But uh, it really cool. I got a picture of Will on uh, on her yesterday, riding her in the arena. It's just so cool to see that. And I still haven't. I was supposed to go uh, riding with her right now after this, but um, now now the nanny's not at the house and all the kids are not in school, so uh, it's going to have to be I don't know later before. Uh, before we get to do that. And I, I do really feel like crap. So I probably want to go home and go to sleep. Go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I grew up with horses and I love them. Uh, but I also don't want to own them because of how much work they are. I just want to have friends that own horses. So good job. That's Thanks. it. You've got a friend that owns a plane now. Uh, I, now I need a friend that owns a boat because I owned I a boat for 10 years. Friends That's that own beach that. houses, ski houses. Like I'm just making friends with people. That's my goal. Just need um, more friends. <laughs> On for me on my personal one, I won't go into detail. I, you guys can go and download my my specific stuff, but I picked three. One around my kids. We're still in this half virtual school thing. There's a lot of um, stress that comes in my world with just making sure that they're getting the education they need, um, and I'm not neglecting them uh, personally. Uh, really be getting to this effortless, like paying attention to what I'm working on, being disciplined, sticking to my calendar, uh, and then I have a a CrossFit goal that I want to be able to do five strict pull-ups uh, and 15 like tricep push-ups, which are my nemesis um, effortlessly. And actually when I wrote that up is when I was like, that's my word. 
like if I can do it where it just looks easy, but I know that I really had to work and put in a lot of effort to get it done, but it looks simple. That's it. Well, my word for the year is balance. Um, I want balance between this work-life balance and just continue to do that. So um, like Becca said, we've uh, kind of created a word every year for the last three years at least. And uh, so I encourage you, if you're listening, to create some sort of word that you can focus on, you can come back to throughout the year and just say, hey, am I working towards that? Am I working towards that? Um, mine last year was clarity. And the whole year I was like, I don't really feel like I'm getting any clear on what it is. But at the end, at the end of the year- yeah. Yeah, I basically got hit with a bunch of clarity. So, um, and I had a decision to make and at the end of the year, and I really uh, wanted to lean into that. And I got very clear on on what I wanted and, and what I was missing and, and what I wasn't doing right. So, um, so I encourage you to come up with a word and throw it up on social media, to reach out to us, tell us what it is. Um, tag us. Send at it back to Cooking, us. Some people send REI. us them back. What? Last year, some people sent us theirs back, especially our members. So any of our members that, that filled this out and gave it back to me, I actually emailed it to them at the beginning of December. And, uh, and mm. I'd love, you know, for you guys to send us yours. Maybe I can get, maybe we can figure out the system where we can set it up to email back to you in like September, October, share it with us. We'd love to see it. Yeah. So if you're a member of the runway or altitude program, if you email these to info at sevenfigureflipping.com um, or post it inside of our Facebook group, then uh, Becca's team can, uh, the seven figure uh, flight crew can take care of it and, um, and remind you and do all that stuff. And then if you're not a member, um, you can still email it to us, let us know, um, you know, what your plans are, what your goals are, and you can post it in our free group, the seven figure house living and wholesaling group. So if you're not in there, you should definitely jump in there. Uh, free group, answer a couple of questions, jump in and, uh, and join us in there. There's a bunch of people asking questions, uh, people doing the 500 K challenge in there, all kinds of stuff. It's, it's really been a great community, uh, of people uh, doing deals together, um, you know, giving advice, stuff like that. So, um, I'm excited about 2021. I, I feel like last year I was like diving headfirst into the year of like, I'm just going to totally dominate, take over, do all this stuff. It's going to be like work, work, work. And, um, and then when COVID happened, I, I felt like I, I worked, I, I took it to, I took it like up three or four notches and it just, it got, I got to the point where it was just too much. And you, I'm, I don't want to keep beating this drum, but I really do want to caution some of you out there to not follow in those footsteps. So, um, and I appreciate, like, I've gotten some people that reached out about my personal year in review uh, via Facebook message, text message, called me, uh, emailed, uh, sent us an email at the company, all kinds of stuff. And it's been really cool to get that kind of feedback um, because in there, I said, like, if one person needs to hear this, and it, a lot of people said, I'm the one person that needed to hear this. And uh, they're going through something in their personal life and their, their marriage with their kids, whatever it is. And I just want you to know that there's, there's more important things out there than, than business money, all that stuff. So um, I, I'm, I'm excited about 2021 to kind of, uh, not to use like horse references all the time, but to kind of pull back the reins a little bit, like just kind of slow it down a little and focus on what I'm really good at and what's most important. And I think that if we stay in our genius zone, like we talked about a lot, then we're going to see just as much, if not more progress than we would have if we are just constantly going, going, going and have the foot down or, or dropping the hammer all the time. So um, that's my challenge to you out there is like, find out what's, what's the, what's the amount of work that you need to put in to get, and it might not be the, the, the full output, but it might like, I, I think that, I think pulling back a little bit, it's going to give me a lot of sanity back. It's going to allow me to show up better for the company, for the staff, for the people that need me and you guys that are listening. And in that, I mean, the outcome is going to be pretty close to what it was anyway. And yeah. so, uh, and maybe if it's 10, 10% less revenue or something like that, that's okay. You know, and um, we got more of a lifestyle business. We've got people that are showing up. The staff is uh, feeling more energized and they're going to, they're going to show up better for you guys. You know, at the, at yeah. the mastermind meetings that we have at all the events at Flip Packing Live, everywhere that you go, it's just going to be um, a better place with, with people that are really excited to do what they do. So give me a I want to, I want to wrap up this podcast and the last podcast with, we introduced this freedom award um, at flip hacking live. And the idea of the freedom award is to get really clear on what success looks like for you. And I'm, I'm excited because I think we're going to talk a lot about that at our quarterly meeting. And so to all the listeners, that's what we're building here. It's like, what is your three year, you're successful, you're happy. Like, what does that look like? And then build towards it and get that freedom award. Whether you're a member of our group or not, you can draw your own little star for the wall. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that 
that award is really great because it, it, like we've talked about in the past, it might not be a two, three, four million dollar company. It might be a five, six hundred thousand dollar company that is, you know, gives you the time freedom that you want and the financial freedom that you need. So, um, you know, whatever that looks like, it doesn't have to be a. We we definitely push towards the seven figure club awards and stuff like that, hitting that million dollar mark. But it's not for everybody. Like, um, the the goal of this company, if you don't know, is to help other people unlock freedom. Like help real estate investors unlock freedom. How do we do that? Like, and it's your freedom. Like you get to decide. We don't decide. I see people come in and like, so what, what should I be doing after like th- two years or this year or three years? <laughs> what do you want to do? Like, <laughs> what does it look like for you? And, and that's the journey that we're on to be perfectly honest with you. Like, I didn't know that I'd be doing this right now. You know, five years ago when I went into that room for the first time. Um, I wanted to build this massive company like Andy's and that was my plan and I was going to do it. And then I uh, went down a little curve and a change and a twist. And, and, and now, you know, I, I love the fact that I get to do what, what I love to do and what I choose to do. And, um, and even that changes over time. So yes. I'm not doing the same thing this year that I was doing last year. And I probably shouldn't be doing a lot of the stuff that I was doing last year. It was just too much. And that'll change next year and the year after. And I think um, the, the key for me has always been surrounding myself with the right people. And I encourage anyone who, who wants to be more, do more, grow their company, grow, their, grow themselves to reach out to us, to fill out an application at sevenfigurealtitude.com. Like jump in, like talk to Dave, talk to Medina, talk to our team and see if it's the right fit for you. And if it's not, no problem. Like, uh, you know, and if, if you're not the right fit for us, they're going to tell you. So it's, you know, it's, it's definitely a curated community of, uh, there's very specific, like we want people who are like-minded. We want the other people who think like us, who, who, who don't necessarily just want to take over the world and not help anybody and lift anybody up. And it's, it's really about the kind of go-giver mentality um, that we have. And it's going to be an exciting year. We have a lot, hopefully. Oh, exciting. Hopefully. Um, all of our things go as planned. We have, um, we have an event coming up they in January, but <laughs> we have, yeah, I won't, but we have an in-person and a virtual, um, combo event. So if anybody wants to come to Nashville in January for our altitude and, and runway program, we have, uh, an in-person event. And then we are also, uh, investing in a lot of tech to stream these things, uh, virtual for those that don't want to travel and, uh, just, you know, want to be, um, a little bit more, more safe with, with COVID and all the restrictions and things like that. So, um, we have people that are like, I don't care. I'm going in person. We have people like, no, I'm definitely not getting on airplane right now. So um, yeah, and some people that fall in the middle. So they get to choose what they want to do, but we will provide an experience for them if they are virtual, that will be um, Interactive. arguably just as good as the live uh, portion. So, um, and then we have uh, an event in April, a tropical mastermind that we have planned. And uh, we have our seven figure accelerator. Um, we have another event in July. We have flip hacking live in October. We have a lot of cool stuff. And then we have this new venture uh, in seven figure flipping that I'm going to talk about next week. So tune into the podcast next week. And I'll talk a little bit about what we're going to be doing there. And there's going to be a couple more events, uh, like stuff like that. So there's, there's a lot of stuff happening. I'm really excited about what's to come. We also have company quarterly meetings. Um, we have our annual planning in January with our EOS implementer and uh, quarterly meetings after that. So this is really exciting uh, stuff coming up. So uh, I'm pumped for it. Uh, we've even got some different changes that we're making. Um, I got uh, I got Tyler Jensen on the hook to to help with the um, uh, to build out some of our videos and training courses and things like that that are coming. And you guys can stay tuned for that because that's not far away either. Um, and the 500K challenge that is, uh, if you haven't jumped into that, make it your 2021 goal to raise a bunch of money, pay the hundred bucks, get in there um, and join it because you need to. Yeah. So, yeah, totally. Well, I All am right, so hey, excited. I need to tell you where to get this. Hold on one second. Yes, um, go do. to sevenfigureflipping.com slash goals, sevenfigureflipping.com slash goals. You can download a blank goal sheet. You can download my goal sheet and Becca's goal sheet there. So sevenfigureflipping.com slash goals. And uh, we'll put it in the show notes. We'll put it in the post on social media and things like that. And if you got some value from this podcast or any other podcast that I've done, please leave us a rating review on iTunes or anywhere else that you guys get your podcasts and grab a screenshot of it and just tag me, tag me on Instagram, tag me on Facebook, uh, talk about it in, uh, in all of these new apps like clubhouse and all this stuff, like um, some really uh, fun and exciting Come find me on TikTok. Tell me. How <laughs> yeah. Find back on TikTok. <laughs> she is a TikTok master. Um, all right. I am, 
I'm happy that you guys tuned in and spent some time with us. And hopefully this goal setting uh, conversation helped and gave you some idea and some clarity going into 2021 about what you're going to do. So go to sevenfigureflipping.com slash goals. If you want to join the, join the mastermind group or put in an application, sevenfigurealtitude.com. I'll see you guys on the next one. I got a big announcement on the next one, so don't miss it. What if you could raise $500,000 of private capital in the next 30 days to fund your real estate deals? How would that change your business? How would that change your life? I've put together a 30-day challenge that will walk you through how to get access to all the private funding you'll ever need at incredibly low interest rates on your terms when you need it. It's called the 500K Challenge. This is the same system I've used to raise over $15 million the past few years. And you're not just going to learn how to raise it. You're going to actually start finding this money yourself within the next 30 days as you go through the challenge. This is the single most important skill any real estate investor needs to have, whether you're flipping houses, buying multifamily properties, wholesaling, or anything else. Jump in and start raising private money now at 500kchallenge.com. I'll see you guys on the inside.